Hi, I'm Jennifer Donahue. I have many hats that I wear. I am a military officer. I own my own business, which does seismic engineering. And then just recently, I've been doing a lot more speaking to groups about resilience and really trying to do my best to show people that a lot of times we're wearing camouflage and we really just need to be our true selves. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Let's get right in with the headlining question. What is an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Probably whenever I was a very young engineer, I had the ability to go to the Naval Mobile Construction Battalions. And so this is in the 90s, and this is when we're first starting to let women into more combat roles. And I was one of the very first female officers to come in, and that was incredibly empowering because they hadn't had women in these construction battalions. So a battalion's about 600 people. So this is the very first time. And it really helped me grow as a person and helped others really understand what we can bring to the fight. I'm so excited to have you here because I've said this before on previous episodes, but it's always extra cool when I'm talking to a woman who is not only kind of breaking barriers because she's a woman in tech, but she's a woman, like you're also in the military. So you're not just an engineer, you're also in the military. You know, I've spoken to women who are in technology, but in agriculture, for example. Again, another male-dominated field. So, um, you know, I'm really happy you're here to be able to add a different spin on that. Uh, Yes, I'm pretty much used to being the only woman in the room. That's a very normal thing for me. (laughs) What do female managers or bosses have to keep in mind when interviewing or hiring other women in particular? That's a great question. And I've had this conversation with several of my colleagues and I found that there's really a spectrum that goes with this. You have the super supporters, which are women that may have had a lot of obstacles that they've had to overcome in order to get to their positions. And so they have a different look on the world to say, hey, you know what? I'm looking at these two resumes and maybe this person had more obstacles to overcome that the other person did not. And so they're very attuned to looking at these resumes and trying to get beyond the paper and understand who that person is. And so that's one of the things I'll definitely say about the super supporters is that they go beyond the paper. And then if I talk to some of my other colleagues, uh, a lot of females are in the same position that I've been where they're only woman in the room. Um, There's a lot of other ones that are looking at it and they have the idea of, hey, I have had to fight and struggle and scratch to get where I am. And the only reason why I'm in this position is because I'm super tough because I had to go through all this and they look, you know, down and say, Hey, unless you're fighting and scrapping as hard as I did, you know, you're not going to make it here. And so there's this big wide, (laughs) like vast Canyon of like the way that people look at trying to hire women, you know, women, I think we're almost harder on ourselves than others, but you know, there's goods and bads for each one of these types of scenarios. And I think it's really trying to understand you know, where you fall in that spectrum. And there's ways that you can get over being a super supporter, some things to think about. And if you're that real hard-nosed person, things to think about there as well. Yeah, that's interesting. And I've, you know, read some of the advice that you've sort of provided with people in this position. And you've also talked a lot about this idea of striking a balance. 
for example, when to ask versus when to answer as a woman. And I think that's something that most women immediately understand, this idea of like when to push and when to back off. And, you know, men might not have to deal with as much of that. Can you talk to me more about this balancing act that women, particularly in a male-dominated field, must perform and what that larger impact might be on that woman's ability to say, like, do her job? One of the things that I've found is that a lot of times as women, we're wearing camouflage whenever we go into different situations. So I'm, I'm not talking about me being in the military and physically wearing the camouflage, uh, but we have this way of camouflaging ourselves whenever we go into a room. We try to blend in with our male counterparts. You know, maybe they dress a certain way or maybe they speak a certain way. And a lot of times we are trying to do that as well, just so that we fit in and we're not sticking out and ostracizing ourselves. I have several friends that have been ostracized because maybe they look very different. Maybe they dress up as very feminine and the men don't know how to act to that. Or I have another friend that's a professor. And so she's realized that she has to change the way that she speaks to her students so that she is more accepted. You know, she can't really be herself. And that's that camouflage that I'm talking about. And so what I would suggest is one, realize that you're even wearing the camouflage to begin with. Are you changing the way that you speak? Are you really thinking about, well, I want to fit in with my counterparts whenever I'm doing this. Start to peel back like what that camouflage is. And then whenever you feel the most comfortable, then you can start to, you know, shed the layers. And what I mean by this is start to be your genuine self. For my friend that's a professor, now that she's felt comfortable in her role for a couple of years, now she's starting to say things differently. She's starting to interact with her students differently, but she felt like she had to get to a common ground with her male counterparts before she could do that. So I would say, look to where you are, look to your advantages, and then start to peel back all of that camouflage and be yourself. So there's a lot that women can do to empower themselves and empower other women. And we, we've touched on some of those, but what should men be doing? What responsibility do they have, in your opinion, to, to make these fields more welcoming to women? I have a really great mentor and his name is Norm Abrahamson. And one of the things that he's done is he's looked around our industry and realized, wow, there's just not a lot of women. And so he has purposely gone out and found mentees that are women. But he's in a very strategic position. He is one of the most influential seismologists in the world. And so with him reaching out to us, he brings us up with him. And now we're really starting to see, you know, a lot more females in these, you know, powerful positions. And it's a flywheel effect. And I think it's really incumbent upon some of these men that are in these positions to say, you know what, let's let me sponsor somebody that I feel is going to like knock it out of the park and bring them up. And I really think that that's something that a lot of men start to, they need to start to look into that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think it's, it's changing. You know, I've had a, a lot of women on this podcast who, you know, they're talking about the difficulties of being women in tech, but they also point out that a lot of their mentors because of the nature of tech have been men. So they're, and they have really changed their lives and really helped them in their in careers. So it's, you know, not as simple as saying that men are bad and women are good and you should, you know, only, the only way to have a good manager is if it's it's a female manager. But it is definitely about educating everybody about how to make these spaces just more functional for everybody. 
Absolutely. And I think you really do need to strike that balance. And I always tell people have more than one mentor. So maybe you do have a, a man that's a mentor that, you know, has that kind of position of power that can bring you up. But at the same time, if you can find a female mentor, you're probably going to get a whole different idea of how that how she got to where she is. And she can probably give you some additional tips. So I, I call it my board of directors. Like I have, you know, female mentors and male mentors and everybody's just there to try to help bring you up. And I think that's what people need to look at. So don't think about, I have to have one or the other, have both. That's good advice, right? Surround yourself by people who can, who can offer you something and give you solid advice. Well, Jennifer, that was all I had for you. So thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed it. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.